Welcome back to the Bill Bradley Collective. We are in beautiful New London, Connecticut, sitting outside today um, in a decision that seemed way better when we were inside. But we're out here now and uh, enjoying this. How are you doing, Zach? Doing all right. I th- I'm, it's brisk, so I'm wide awake. <laughs> How are you doing, Andrew? Very well, sir. Very well. Thank uh, you. All right. We are uh, recording this on a Sunday uh, for the first time, so we will not make inaccurate predictions about the Saturday games, which is what we did last time. <laughs> I think my yeah, my pick lasted about 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah all of us go heavy with Seattle, just not, not a good decision. And uh, we are, because it's a bonus episode, we're not going to play Alive or Dead. Um, so that's... We will be doing it, you know, on, Just, on the Patreon yeah, channel. Patreon. But, yeah, we'll do it on Patreon. No Phil Spector question. No Phil Spector questions. Yeah, he 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 uh, he, he died today, and is going into a wall of dirt. Um, yeah. it's, hard. <laughs> it's hard to feel too bad for a guy who did commit a murder. Great hair, though. Yeah, he did have great, great hair. hair. <laughs> he would have been a great subject twenty four hours ago for what we're going to talk about today. Yes, <laughs> that's, 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 yeah. right. and that's right. And, and thank you for leading us. And we're going to be talking about things that have just gone on too damn long uh, in the world. Um, this is perfect for me as the old cranky guy. But you know, Zach is a young cranky guy, and you know, Andrew, we're all getting sick of things that just won't stop. So uh, I will start. Kyrie Irving shenanigans. Could you just play a fucking basketball game? Like, just play the games. Like, I enjoyed watching him at the start of the year, but every year there is some reason why he has to miss 30 games for no apparent reason. And, you know, he is... Duke specializes in turning out super annoying people. But they're usually those rich white kids, like, Jimmer Fredette and uh, Christian uh, uh, Leitner. Who was that really obnoxious guy that kept elbowing and tripping people? Uh, uh, Grayson Allen. Yes. Yeah, Grayson Allen, right. <laughs> All these incredibly annoying people. And yet somehow Kyrie Irving might be at the top of the list. I, I don't. When will this stop? Do you think he uh, saged the maskless party <laughs> he was at before it started? Like it, it, he was, what, a flat earther two years ago? Yeah. That, now, now he's going out and breaking protocols. Like, he's just, in, he's insane. He In the spring of this past year, he had said, I remember him saying some, like, what I thought were fairly thoughtful things about the NBA and its return to basketball and um, social justice reform and whatnot. And, you know... I had to take it with a grain of salt, obviously, because of his previous... Um, because he thinks the earth is flat. He thinks the earth is flat. <laughs> yeah. and, but at least in the spring, I, I thought he was maybe standing for something. Now, I have no idea what the fuck this guy stands yeah, for well, or what it's, what and, it's, and, what and it's even, about. In the beginning, didn't he have a thing with the media where he said, like, I'm not talking he, to the pawns yes. or something? Which, I, what was that? that it, was was just, almost, it was almost like a Trumpian sort of attack on... on Fucking the best of the beat writers, the beat writers. <laughs> For the Newark Star Ledger, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like right, not not really at the cutting yeah. edge of race racial relations. Yeah, so, basketball writer for the New York, Newark Star Ledger. Um, you know he he did get suspended now because they're not paying him for the for violation of protocol. But he didn't play four games before that. He's just gone, just gone. I don't know. It's just so infuriating because when you watch him play, that that team was fun for three games. And then he left, and now it's never going to be fun again because it's James Harden doing James Harden things. Although he had a triple double with thirty points yesterday, I mean he's got to do James Harden things. Yeah, I play. 
Right, I was a little cranky because I played him and Durant uh, that's, uh, that, uh, in, in fantasy. Somebody has both. J- James Harden's another thing that's gone on too long. You're having <laughs> the fucking buffet line. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Zach, what's your first? Uh, my first one's going to be about CNN's uh, election and political panel, which includes Rick Santorum for some reason, uh, who is famous for winning the Iowa caucus in 2004, right? 2008. 2008. And then everyone got to learn who Rick Santorum is, and then he immediately lost because he is a right-wing evangelical like psychopath. And you have Van Jones, who every week was famous, you know, like, like Trump saying this is infrastructure week. He said, oh, this is the day Trump became president. And we heard that 15 fucking times. And you know what? Surpri- I'm surprised he hasn't said that about Trump being quiet off Twitter. He's like, you know, today, <laughs> two days to go is the day. You know, and Diane Feinstein, who is famous for losing and being terrible and being Awful in California and being a bad senator. Not Diane Feinstein. Uh, Barbara Boxer. Bar- no, not Barbara Boxer. The one from Missouri. That's oh Claire McCaskill. Claire McCaskill, who said, uh, "We can't go. We can't be progressive because if a progressive will lose." So she ran as a Republican light and got her ass kicked by Josh Hawley. By Josh <laughs> Hawley. That's her legacy. Who just led an insurrection <laughs> into the Capitol? That's who she lost to. And it's it's every day because elections never stop. They just. They, they keep dragging these retreads out, and it's just like, my God, can we get, like, a, a political scientist on there? Can we get, like, a historian? Can we get somebody who knows something who didn't, who isn't a psychopath? But that's just, the political media has gone on way too long. Bringing on uh, Rick Santorum is, is the absolute epitome of a network getting accused for kind of pandering to, like, the left side of trying to play both sidesisms because... Santorum, he he ain't the guy on the right <laughs> to bring in. Um, he's not. It's ugh. yeah. It, it, he he lost a million years ago. Like uh, I'm just re- really resent that we have to talk about him. And you're right, Barbara Boxer, who is a less like Claire McCaskill. Oh, Claire McCaskill. I'm sorry, right? Barbara Boxer is also in a world of trouble yes. because, <laughs> but Claire McCaskill, who is a less likable version of Amy Klobuchar. Um, you know, and yeah, God, you look at those panels, it's like, man, that's, that's, it's amazing that you can hear them speaking over the sound of the scraping of the bottom of the barrel sometimes. Yeah. And then they shoot back the Jake Tapper and, uh, Anderson Cooper doing their serious voice all the time. It's very irritating. (laughs) And, And it's still... Still, the best of the of oh, those shows by, by a mile. <laughs> Jack Ta- uh, Jake Tapper's show is way the best of the Sunday shows by a mile, which oh. is like being the tallest it's midget. L- yeah, still, bar, yeah. and I apologize to our little people friends. I know we have a, a, a gaggle of them or whatever little people travel in. <laughs> Apple actually doesn't have that in their analytics. Uh-huh. We don't get that in the podcast yeah, analytics. <laughs> We don't have a height requirement for subscribers. Yeah, yeah it, it's like the uh, no. It'd be like the it'd be like the porn thing. Where are you over eighteen? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right. We, uh, hit the subscribe button if you can reach it. So. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> okay. Um, so in any other year, um, the middle of January, you know, obviously the focus is NFL playoffs. But if you're a baseball fan, you start thinking about you know pitchers and catchers in spring. Um, baseball plans on going forward with the season. They don't know how the fuck they're going to do it yet. Nobody knows anything. Um, but one thing that's going to happen is that probably in a couple months in Port St. Lucie, um, Tim Tebow will be in Mets uh, spring training. Uh, Tim Tebow, go the fuck away. 
undoubtedly one of the great college football players of all time. I'm not going to argue that for a second. Um, also a just, well, I think an historic, colossal NFL bust. Um, all of his religious and, and social, political beliefs aside, put all of that aside. Um, the fact that he is, uh, in his, in his, after his failed NFL tenure, that he transitioned into a <clears throat> baseball career, that's merely a pipe dream. Merely, it's facilitated by, I don't know, Mets PR just wanting the name Tebow in their system. Um, he's holding, I feel like he's just holding up a spot that uh, a professional baseball player trying to make a living um, would be much better served in, in his position. Um, I've, he doesn't, what, what, what the, what, what, why is Tim Tebow trying to be a pro baseball uh, player? When he could just live on Fox, NBC, CBS, ESPN, talking about football, just go do that. Why do you have to stay in? When you when you clearly can't cut it, even at the minor league level, what are you doing? Can you just go away? Oh yeah, you you could see some like Cuban exile, you know, getting on a rickety boat and making the ninety mile trip to Florida, and then calling the Mets up and having them be like, "I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. your spot's yeah. been taken by Tim Tebow." We've right, got a shitty corner outfielder already. Yeah. Right, we, got, right, we have mean, a thirty four year old shitty corner on one, outfielder. On, on one hand, I'm like, hey, all right, you know, he's a two sport athlete, yeah, okay. But then you look at his numbers, and it's like he can't hit. No, he's and, a one sport athlete. And he can't hit and he can't field. <laughs> and yeah, he's still like, they keep like, all right, well, he's in double A now. Well, okay, he's in triple A. It's like, w- why? What has he done? You know, they talk about baseball being like a meritocracy. Like, what the, where is the merit? Yeah. It's, and baseball doesn't trans, like, great athletes don't necessarily become great baseball players because it's the least, I mean, it's all hand eye coordination. That's what it is. I mean, Bo Jackson was a good baseball player, it wasn't a great baseball player. Danny Ainge was a very bad third baseman for the for the uh, Blue Jays. You know, Michael Jordan. But the thing that's so annoying about Tebow is remember when he was celebrated for kneeling during the National Anthem? Like, he knelt during the National Anthem and gets to play multiple professional sports. Kaepernick doesn't get to play any professional sport. And Kaepernick was better. Kaepernick was better than Tebow in college, he just I, happened to play at Nevada. I'd say Laura, Ing- Laura Ingram would tell him to shut up and throw, but she's seen him throw. <laughs> Nobody wants to say that. And also, Ed, it's not kneeling. It's Tebowing. It's Tebowing. It was, please, trademarked. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. Former former Jet great. Oh, fuck, I still want to get that jersey. I still want to get that jersey. Oh. Tony Sperano and the Wildcat. I know. Me. So, my next thing, and this is a Twitter-specific thing. Um, Marco Rubio inexplicably just tweets Bible verses at people and you can't figure out what the hell he's talking about. He is like a very, uh, and again, uh, and you know, I, I got on Marco Rubio with my anti-midget comment before, but like he comes across as your little aunt. Like, it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Why are you? tweeting these things and then people tweet them back you know and they they share them and say isn't this ridiculous just stop like why do we have to think about marco rubio he, he is responsible for arguably the funniest thing donald trump did during any of his campaign of presidency when he went oh little marco he's so wet and he's just tossing the water <laughs> all around him it was amazingly well, I, it was the only i was like oh god I, I, actually chris christie taking his soul from him yeah was Impressive. Oh, oh yeah. When he why does he still have? Why does Marco Rubio still have a political career? Yeah. But the Bible verses is a new thing. This is his new thing. I'm the, I am a religious, moral leader. 
He has no moral backbone. He has no backbone. He's trying to win Iowa. But my favorite thing about Marco Rubio, especially on Twitter, is uh, he posted a picture of himself getting the vaccine and then, of course, said COVID isn't real. But in that picture of him getting the vaccine, he's wearing a shirt that says USF Cougars. Now, the University of South Florida is not the Cougars. He was wearing a University of Santa Fe shirt and trying to pass it off like it was University of South Florida. And if anything describes Marco Rubio, it's that picture. Yep. He was, hit. I mean, it was like 2013, 2014. He was kind of, I think Time Magazine did this glowing cover story of how he's the future of the Republican Party. Yeah. And I think he's still sort of, what's keeping him alive are just in office and, and people just clinging to the, very few people clinging to the idea that perhaps he's like going to be the moral compass of the party, which perhaps the biblical verses could be like a sort of testament yeah. to. Um, but. No, fuck this guy. He, he, is, he, is the, he is the Uber of politicians. He's not making a profit, but all this VC money is just propping <laughs> him up. It's, and supposedly Ivanka is going to primary him. And Jared, oh Jared is, it supposedly has a, sing, I heard the quote, single-minded focus. Because since he's already solved Middle East peace, got Trump reelected and solved COVID, he's now turning all of his energies to getting his wife in. That is going to be the grimmest primary in human history. It's like, as, I don't think we as a country can survive it. No, it'll be the end of times. It'll be the end. <laughs> so mine is going to be something that was shown to be just fraudulent this this year, which is Notre Dame as an independent co- uh, college in NCAA football. Why the fuck are they an independent? They're just, they just do it because they're Notre Dame, and they know they have all this prestige around them. But then this year, when that was going to you know be bad for them, they just went to the ACC, and, act, and it was fine. It was fine. Nobody missed anything. They were just part of the ACC. But then next year, they'll go back, and they'll go back to being an independent. And it's just like, why are they still in it? It's been, what, 20, 20, 30 years they've been an independent, something like that? Well, they've always been. Always. Yeah, yeah, their like, entire like, history. Just join a conference. I'm against the conference <laughs> system, but just join a conference. Well, they – listen, the the – <laughs> We talk, we've talked a lot on this pod about about um, conferences, conferences negotiating TV contracts and whatnot, and the the audacity of of Notre Dame and the audacity of NBC to essentially I, I I'm not sure when exactly it started, but like the NBC broadcast network television um, carrying Notre Dame negotiating with Notre Dame exclusively to carry their home games. Um, it's to me. They are the most overrated institution in sports. Would be Notre Dame football. Um, I'm glad. Yeah, I want them to go away uh, in a big well, way. The reason, they I, won't, yeah, the reason they won't be in a conference is because they'll finish fifth. Right. They stink. They, like they constantly end up in the. They end up in the, in these big ball games or in the playoffs, and get the holy shit kicked out of them. Literally, it's Notre Dame, and <laughs> and they um and, and like. We just sit around and say, oh, yeah. And then the next year when they beat Navy by four and Brigham Young by six and Army by 11, and then somehow they cobble together a 10-1 and one record, and they say, oh, playoffs. Who, who was the last NFL player that came out of there that was good? And who was the last NFL coach that made it? Like, they they don't produce anything. Like they, don't, they just uh, – yeah, I, 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 blame, I blame, honestly, Rudy, the fucking movie. I think, oh, like, the, early one 90s of the worst and, sports like, movies of all time. I think, yeah, it's it's like I think quality wise it's good. I the, the whole it's a fab, it's a fabrication also. We, yeah, I, and, and how fucking yeah. annoying is that guy? He's been a motivational speaker because he played yeah. three snaps at Notre right. Dame. I, like, I don't want right. to watch one of the hobbits, you know, come out and literally play. Like, yeah. Jesus, literally. Yeah, there are no black stories uh, for Rudy. Like <laughs> there are no black versions of Rudy. 
So, um, especially the last couple of weeks, if you if you spend any time with ESPN on your TV, you have been inundated with promos for Conor McGregor's return to the octagon. Um, and I, I know, and I will kind of I want to kind of defer to Brandon, who I think is our like in-house sort of MMA aficionado. Listen, I don't doubt McGregor's box office value. I don't. I don't. I realize that he's also he's an attraction and he's, and he's an objectively great fighter. Um, all the all the bullshit, all the hype, all these promos. Is it worth it? Are you do you do you need do you need to see Conor McGregor again? Like I don't know. I honestly, I'm, it, o- I'm, I'm over it. I'm over, I, I'm over it too. But I'm gonna watch the fight. Like it's it's it just like uh, yeah. But I mean, there's there's been a few cards like with UFC in the last since COVID started, which has also gone on too long. Um, just there's been a few fights that I've missed, and this is a fight that I am going to tune in for. It is going to get its box office numbers. Conor McGregor is going to do his job and get a draw, um, but he he's out. He, it, I don't think he's going to win. I don't think it's going to even be close. Um, I hope he loses because it's fucking Conor McGregor and he's a big pile of human feces. I think you, UFC obviously like probably needs him. Like they they were on ABC yesterday. Did anyone know that? Like they they had a Which fight was, on ABC. Yeah, right against a football game it, with a guy with a fighter I like. But I was like, no, I'm gonna watch the, I'm gonna watch this game between two teams that I really don't care about, <laughs> rather than the fight. Like, oh no, that was the Packers game. So it's the game I care yeah. about. Yeah, a little bit. So there are two coaching, uh, p- coaches who one just got a job, one's interviewing for a job, where they're, I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out. They're hokey pokey with their career is becoming infuriating. One is Urban Meyer, who, you know. They bitch and bitch and moan about the uh, player empowerment area. You know, all oh, the players are getting to go where they want. Urban Meyer signs a contract for X number of years, decides he doesn't feel well, takes a year off, and then goes somewhere else for more money. Does it over and over and over again. Now he's going to the Jaguars, you know, and there's, well, you know, so they're, they're already starting with the excuses. I hope his health can take it. He takes losses so hard. Uh, this is a guy who can't stand to lose, and in the NFL you lose. I'm not sure he'll even be able to make the season. First of all, you're a grown man. Like, okay, you lost. You're a grown man. Just move on with your life. Set up the next week. And the other one, why is Josh McDaniel still a coaching candidate? Did anyone watch the Patriots this year? Like, he had the greatest quarterback in history and ran offenses that would finish 13th or 14th in, in you know, in DVOA, and it's like, well, he's a genius. You know, he couldn't figure out what to do with that team at all this year. They, they moved the ball nowhere for the entire season. And people looked at that body of work and said, well, you know, we got to get on this Belichick train where 70% of his coaches can't get, you know, get fired after a year and a half. He's in the Adam Gase paradox. You know, he gets credit <laughs> for coaching one of the greatest of all time. But, like, with McDaniels, he was hired by Indianapolis and then mm-hmm. backed out of the hiring Meanwhile, Eric Bieniemy still isn't hired, still hasn't got a job, and McDaniel's is out here with, with this. Their offense this year was god awful. I think they were averaging like 150 yards of offense like a season. Like it was, it was brutal. It's it's just and with Urban Meyer, you forget. Yes, he is a he is a he is a guy. You know, he's an adult uh, adult man. Uh, he should learn how to take losses, but you forget he's a rich white man. Yes, and uh, there, something tells me there's not a lot of L's coming in Urban Meyer's life. The, yeah, the player empowerment era, era has to do with black people making decisions yeah. about their own life. When, when middle-aged white guys do it, it's like that's called capitalism. He's also Damn. a guy I hate, and I can't fit, remember why. I don't know why. Let me get into that. Let me maybe refresh your memory. 
first of all, Meyer ends up in what... Honestly, this, the Jags' vacancy, to me, was probably the most idyllic when you consider Trevor Lawrence, patient, generally patient ownership, uh, in a roster that's like, yes, they were the worst team in the league. Yes, they were 1-15, but I don't, I'm not sure they have the worst, like... I'm not sure it's the the worst landing place, really. Yeah, for, yeah, for they, they also weren't the worst team in the league. They're the worst record, but they weren't the worst. Correct. Team. Yeah. They, and they have 82 million dollars in cap space, and you can walk down the streets of Jacksonville, and no one's going to bother you because no one's going to know who you are because you right. they don't go to the game, so it'll be fine. We've seen it twice. We've seen with Meyer. We've seen it. We saw it at Florida, where he he was a he won. He he revitalized. They had they fell into a swoon post Spurrier, revitalized the program at the expense of. A lot of players doing a lot of criminal shit. And once that shit hit the fan, guess what? Well, he had some health problems and he left. Takes a little hiatus. Goes to Ohio State. Again, they kind of fall into a funk post-Trestle. He comes in. What do they do? They win. They win a lot. And guess what he does? He covers up He does. He covers up a, a legitimate a spousal abuse allegation right. yep. against his offensive coordinator. Doesn't say a word. Mums the word. Once that hits the fan, once he gets suspended three games by the Big Ten after their investigation, well, he's got health problems. He's got to step away. Um, he's been on Fo- he's been on he's been doing Fox College football. I think the last couple of years. Um, normally, I Tony Khan, the son of Shad Khan, runs our this podcast's preferred wrestling promotion. Ooh, ooh, eight up. He's and he's and he's a sharp guy. Um, I really, from a kind of a almost a moral perspective, I. Not a fan of this hire. I mean, it, it's, it leaves a really bad taste in my mouth, too. You know, um, and McDaniel just screwed over his last person. You know, the last team that was going to hire him was like, well, maybe he won't screw us over. Who wants to do business with that guy? Uh, so, for mine, I, I think I'm going to have one that might cause a little disagreement here. Uh, but things that have gone on too long, it's just Mike Tyson in general. Like, he's kind of had this weird career resurgence as this strange man with pigeons who's, like, kind of nice and... He's doing all this stuff, and now he's in a boxing match. But people forget, like, you know, they, they talk about cancel culture. He was arrested and, like, wasn't he imprisoned? Three years. Three years in prison for rape. Yeah, for rape. <laughs> and, like, uh, for and, like, domestic abuse and stuff. And everyone's just like, no, it's fine. And then, we, and then people have, like, the fucking balls to talk about or the audacity to talk about, oh, well, cancel culture. The thing is, like, Mike Tyson's running around. That's, everyone loves the that's guy. That's the pre-Me Too movement. It, it's, it's, like, yeah, it's, like, it's like Big Ben. Like, it's just, it, it's just ridiculous. Got it in time. Yeah, it's yeah. just ridiculous. Like, He's allowed to have this really long career now, and now he's fighting again in a, uh, against Roy Jones. And it's like, does, does everyone just forget that he was like a really bad person for many years? Yeah, I haven't forgotten. Um, and I would, if Roy Jones and Mike Tyson were fighting in my driveway, I would call the police. But I don't know. I'm not sure I would be able to recognize it as a fight. So I don't know. But I mean. It, because Jones is going to be nowhere near him. I just, yeah, you're right. Some of these guys just, retiring's okay. You can retire and go somewhere else and do something else and not be famous. It's okay. You can do that. Yeah. You don't, you don't have to be in the hangover. No. I mean, his scene in the hangover is actually pretty his good. His scene in the hangover is hilarious. <laughs> it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. He's, he's a great actor. He's Andy, a great actor. He's, Andy added the life cartoon show about delivering like boxes and he had pigeons. And like it was, Mike Tyson mysteries. Yes, and it was yeah. delightful. But I don't want to like that. No, <laughs> I shouldn't be put um, in a position because he was under. I, as you know, we think of athletes under the microscope now, and it's like LeBron, Tiger, Serena Williams. I imagine Mike Tyson circa like 1986 to 19, pretty much 1986 on. 
is kind of on was on that level, at least in his prime. Yeah. And so much came out about how fucked up his life was that I think that's why we kind of twenty five or near thirty years after the um that that he committed this this heinous crime, that people kind of we kind of sweep it under the rug and that he's kind of rough. I don't know, people people love a reclamation project, a personal reclamation project. Um I'm not saying it's right. Yeah. In his case, <laughs> but I think that's why it's why it's happened. Also, he brought up some of Francesca's worst moments where he said Robin Givens is equally equally uh-huh. responsible for for the domestic abuse. It's like I don't know. Like I, I don't know. Mike Tyson hit her. Like that's the fucking heavyweight champion yeah, of, the, of world. the world. Are hit you her, kidding yeah. me? Fra- Francesca, uh, we, he just not going on too long because he's going to the the Mike's Up app and, and yes. nobody has it. He, t- he tweets like every three days too. And, yeah, <laughs> what's very exciting, Andrew? What is he? Uh, do you have a little flavor of what he tweets? <laughs> it's usually just these very succinct. Oh, his last tweet I saw it today. His last tweet was. Can just, we get it with in the voice, please? In the Francesca voice. In the Francesca yeah. voice. Uh, I wouldn't want hard on my team. <laughs> <laughs> and translation, I wouldn't want Harden on my team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of media careers that have gone too long, I'm I'm gonna go two guys that I just I'm just um, <laughs> Stephen A. Smith on ESPN, Oof. and oh. um, Skip Bayless on Fox Sports. Just what are we doing? <laughs> can we? Can you guys? Can you both just? Fucking go away! Get off my TV screen, please! Come on, I you know Bayless. Bayless is this guy. I, to me, he makes his career. He's he based out of Dallas. Writes about the Cowboys. Writes a book about the Jimmy Johnson Switzer teams that won Super Bowls. That dynasty, and he he claimed that Troy Aikman was gay, and that you know that 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 got him in the you know got him some media exposure. It's not true. Um, Stephen A. Smith was a Philly. What a- what a weird thing to play. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Who can, I need to just get hit with it, so. Yeah. <laughs> who, who gives a shit? <laughs> right, exactly. But, but that got that got him to ESPN. And then that got him to, that, that's why he's still around, is, is his insider reporting on, on the, you know, the fraudulent personal lives of, of the Cowboy stars. Um, and I think Stephen A. Smith kind of rose to Philly-based. Uh, he was there for Iverson's prime, and he was kind of the guy that, that knew the Allen Iverson, because Allen Iverson in his prime was obviously a superstar, but also very controversial. It was Stephen A. Smith that that had the the keys to the Allen Iverson story, the Allen Iverson backstory. It was Stephen A. Smith? No, he fucking don't. Like, and now he in, in twenty years after the fact, he's still on a a premium five days a week ESPN. What are they on ten to two or ten to twelve a.m.? It's 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 like the Good Morning America for sports, the Today Show for sports. Same thing with with Bayless on Fox, the equivalent. These guys just you've you've long outlasted your welcome in the sports fans' um, just presence. Go has, the fuck away. Has there ever been a good adult named Skip? Because Skip Holtz was Skip. not a good coach. Skip no. Bayless is annoying. I can't think of any other Skips. It's a dog's name. <laughs> you have a dog's name. That's why. The movie My Dog Skip. Like yeah, that's, you have a dog. It's literally the name for the, the retarded middle child, like Skip. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's not the first, he's not the last. Yeah, he's just a skipper. Skip. <laughs> yeah, you skip him. It, it, Stephen A. Smith is just, I get his stick. He's going to get on there. He's going to yell. And he's going to talk quietly. And he's going to yell again. And everyone's going, oh, it, 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 like, I at least, that is something, okay, I get what your stick, Skip Bayless stick just seems to be being an asshole. The other thing is, is Stephen A. Smith is, and I, I 
oh, I can only remember like one thing I read. He was a good writer. Yeah. He just stopped writing because writing's work. Yeah. And and talking is not work. So he just talks because we, we, we know we have a podcast. Yeah, we have a podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, we have a podcast. <laughs> and none of us feel like this is, oh, we're really busting our ass out here. Although it's a little cold today, but still. Yeah, I mean, you work not, when I tell you to work. <laughs> yeah, job, right? yeah. Yeah, it was. That's yeah, a good one. We're not th- we're not out there being like we know what the vets feel like. Yeah. I th- All right, so I'm going to. Uh, this one's a little more controversial because it might be the only thing that keeps the number of white male incels down from attacking the Capitol. But I think we can stop with Star Wars. I think we're good. I don't think we need any more prequels or sequels. We don't need Mandalorians. We don't need. <laughs> We don't need Clone Wars. We don't need, like, it's okay to have a have a new fantasy to think about that doesn't have to do with Jar Jar Binks. I just don't understand why this just keeps going and going and going. We we we've got enough content to get you through your childhood. What, you know, what forty five year old guys? Well, actually, I I know a forty five year old guy that that you know could. We'll get annoyed if you, you know, say, well, no, that's not where Obi-Wan Kenobi's from. Obi-Wan Kenobi's from here. And he met the, you know, but, and my, my daughter had the sense to divorce him. But I mean, it's, um, <laughs> I, I, for the first 30 seconds, I thought you, I thought you were talking about Reagan's missile program. <laughs> <laughs> and I was oh, like, I thought, I think that was ended. Yeah, right? yeah, pretty, that was replaced by Space Force. Yeah. How long do you think Space Force will go on? They're there's not gonna, forever. There's, gonna, no, there's no chance Biden ends. They're, they're not no, gonna there's fund. There's no chance. There's not gonna fund Space Force. It's kind of cool. They they look like Star Trek. Uh, but <laughs> I, I mean, this this is a take that will uh, I know for a fact upset one listener in particular, uh, Mike Schroeder, uh, who has been on me to watch The Mandalorian. But like, I liked the sequel. I liked the last ones. But I agree with you. Like, we're good. We're done. Like they named they they had a baby Yoda and they named him Grogu. Which is one letter off from an American dad character. And it's just like, why does anyone need it? We don't need to know Boba Fett's kid or whatever the fuck the Mandalorian is. Like, I agree. We had nine movies. We had 11 movies, actually, if you count the Solo and Rogue One ones. So we had 11 movies. We don't need a show. We don't need nine cartoons about it. We're good. I have to say. Darth Vader's bad. I have to say, uh, not a listener, but a fine person, Ulysses. Was at the house the other uh, at the apartment uh, for a couple of days, and watched I believe twenty seven episodes of the Clone Wars <laughs> over the three days he was there. And man, I don't know. I was just it was rough. <laughs> it's bleak. At the sort of the epicenter of this like this multi billion dollar um, streaming war between was Disney Plus, HBO, Netflix. At the heart of it is is content, and and and. One thing about producing content is owning intellectual property. And Star Wars, much like Marvel comics, all those fucking movies, much like DC comics, all those fucking movies, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. And what you can do with the likes of Star Wars is you can produce content. And there's a certain quality, quality be damned aspect of it where fans are going to watch, whether it's Good, bad, mediocre, whatever. I I hear the Mandalorian is good. I hear it's whatever. Good. Uh, of the last three Star Wars movies, I thought the one that um, Ryan Walker did was good. Um, uh, Force Awakens. Yes. Uh, 
Yeah, man. Like I, 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 I've I, had to piggyback back on. To piggyback on, just Star Wars or I, Star Wars, right? Yeah, Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. Star Wars going on too long. Women stopped doing the Leia hair. It was cool when the first movies <laughs> came out. It is 2020 now. Everybody yeah, knows once, what you're doing. Once, it's obvious yeah. that you're just trying to do the Princess Leia yeah. and just just stop it. Get a couple of cinnamon rolls yeah, on your head. And, and you mentioned, you know, Harry Potter. And, you know, there's a case where J.K. Rowling said, okay, I'm done with this aspect of my life. Now I'm going to focus my energies on on hating transgender <laughs> people. You know, and that was a career change. And yeah. good I don't. She, I disagree with the choice pretty strongly, but good for her. She pivoted. Uh, re- real, real quick. Was Jar Jar Binks the nipple costume of Batman? <laughs> like, was he nearly the same? Because that almost ruined the franchise. Oh, Those movies sucked. That that were, prequel trilogy was they really were bad. bad. Yeah. Uh, so things that have gone on too long. I I believe that this will not be controversial. Uh, the Clinton legacy in the Democratic Party has gone on. It's now in year thirty. 30? Year thirty of this. Uh, their whole entire legacy is trying to, is called triangulation. That's what Bill Clinton ran on, ran for on president, which is you take the left center, you take the center, and you take the center right, and you make it into a triangle, and all your policies are there, and we have bipartisanship. And that is how we pass laws. Except now we live in a country where 80% of the people, 80% of Republicans still support Trump, and 76% of the people don't believe, of Republicans don't believe Biden won the election. How are we going to triangulate with them? Like, maybe... Maybe that legacy worked in the 90s when there were, like, normal people in, in Congress, like Lowell Weicker or, or even Bob Dole or, you know. Bob Dole. The worst, the, <laughs> the worst fighter pilot of all time, John McCain. <laughs> but then, like, New, Gring- New Gingrich got elected. And then New Gingrich got elected, and that led to Mitch McConnell. And Mitch, Con- Mitch McConnell got elected, and that leads to Trump and Hawley. And Trump and Hawley get elected, and that leads to Trump. And it's just this continuation of the right and the triangle keeps moving farther and farther to the right. And we end up with, you know, a $1,400 check instead of a $2,000 check because we have to triangulate and get Republican votes. It's just gone on too long. Uh, um, Yeah. uh, I saw Bill Clinton speak um, in just, uh, well, in 16. And then I saw him speak recently again. Uh, that man has lost quite a bit off his fastball. I oh, mean, uh, yeah, I, I'm not even sure he could pick up a Denny's waitress oh, anymore. Oh, he has hard Ted Kennedy face <laughs> yeah. at all times. Yeah. Right? He prefers to fly to an island to pick up a yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. He's Jeffrey Epstein's buddy. Like, doesn't he, that. He had, a, he had a fucking painting of him <laughs> in drag. Yeah. In drag. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Clintons in the public sphere, just goodbye and good night. Yeah, if they can be Adios. retired from the zeitgeist. Yeah. yeah. Um, we got to do away with, uh, so in terms of uh, baseball, basketball, hockey, re- uh, regional blackouts, which is what happens when, say you live here in New London and you have a cable service or whatever, but they don't carry the station that, that um, shows the Yankees or the Bruins or the, the Red Sox or wh- whatever team that is local to Southeast Connecticut, which to me would be teams in New York, teams in Boston. Um you say, well, we'll just get the just get the just get league pass, just get NHL TV, just get MLB, whatever. Well, no, you can't do that and get Yankee games, Red Sox games. If you get that, they're blacked out because they assume that you that your cable company in good faith will carry the Yes Network, Nessun, uh, CSN Boston, whatever SNY, whatever. Um, something needs to be done. Uh, just in general, if you if you purchase NBA League Pass, if you purchase MLB TV or NHL TV. You spend that money, you should have access to every 
in market and out of market game. Preach it's on. a joke. Yeah. Th- th- this is my favorite one of the day because it's the most specific one of the day. <laughs> Regional blackouts. Because I agree. I'm like, the second you tell them went, oh, yeah, that does fucking suck. Like, it, it's. You know, when if, if a game's not on and they think we have like a channel and we go to watch it on YouTube TV, we can't watch it on YouTube TV. We, you know, well, we YouTube TV, we would have it because it would be the uh, local broadcast. That's right. Yeah. I went to watch uh, watch the Nets last <laughs> night and I couldn't see it on or League ESPN Pass. Plus. Yeah. yeah, on League Pass, and I couldn't watch it because of the local blackout. It's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was insane. Like, why? Because I might be really interested in this team because they're local. Now you can't watch them. It's like it, you know. it's also the thing, of like, and that leads us to today's sponsor, ExpressVPN. Where you can <laughs> yeah. that also like it's one of those things of like why have a streaming service? It, the only reason to subscribe to a streaming service is because you don't have cable. So why are you blocking out the games for the games? Like I'm clearly not watching. Imagine being a fan of a team and you're paying a cable company where a huge chunk, of, a significant chunk of that bill is. The, why, the reason it's so large is because of the cost of live sports rights. So you're paying that exorbitant cable bill, and you're also paying the exorbitant cost of the the, the, the the package from the league. And you cannot watch your team. Bullshit. That that is that is a flagrant violation. I think of just consumer uh, consumer rights. I, it's bullshit. It's the angriest you've been on the podcast. Well, you know. The other things that I didn't get to, uh, I I don't need to hear any more talk about the deficit. Um, because you talk about the most bad faith argument Republicans make, it's the deficit talk. I'm ready for Drew Brees to retire. I think I'm, I think I'm kind of done with seven yard passes into the flat or five. (laughs) No, there's no way you can throw the ball seven yards, five yard passes into the flat, you know, where it works and it works until the playoffs. And then, I mean, maybe it'll work today, games later on, but spoiler alert, Ed. Everybody listening already knows that yep. Drew Brees threw a 60-yard pass to win the game. <laughs> yeah, right, right. If he threw a 60-yard pass, it was cut off 20 yards and then thrown 40 more. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of done with that. And, uh, you know, those are mine. Uh, mine is, uh, I mean, UConn football uh, is one of them. We're done. That experiment failed. We are in, I know, Andrew, we are, we, we are in a perpetual budget deficit in Connecticut because we, you know, we could never, uh, we could never tax the Gold Coast, uh, which is called the Gold fucking Coast, <laughs> but we can't tax them. And so we're always looking for cuts. UConn football, we're good. They made their yeah. bowls. We're good here. Uh, yeah, we're done. And, and because they have block grants, they feel that they, they have the right to just go out and hire new coaches and pay yeah. back. I mean, we're still paying, I think, three coaches. Yeah, and, and now they're uh, three head coaches. And now they're independent. Just go, you know, Division two, Division three, whatever. Keep play, playing like that. Play Wesleyan. It'll be fine. Um, and uh, I, I, this, the mask debate, I, I can't believe it's been 10 months. In, <laughs> it's been 10 months of COVID and we're still debating fucking masks if they work or not. Uh, that's been going on too long. It it just just where just, just it, Shannon brought this up that in July I was ranting about right, this. Yes. I'm like yeah, it, I'm still ranting about right. it. It's still the same issue. I really have just one uh, quickly. Madison Square Garden in New York City, home of the Rangers, home of the Knicks, my teams. Um, I've seen basketball and hockey games there. I've seen concerts. I've seen wrestling events there. It is it is truly like it, it's it's a great it's a great venue, and there you get a certain vibe when you walk in there. One thing that I am I'm just I'm done hearing, and I've been hearing it for almost two decades of. It being used as an attraction to basketball players to yep. come play in the garden. Hey, yeah, you, you got to come play for the Knicks. Play Matt the hallowed halls of Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Madison Square Garden, as people talk about it, as a basketball venue, has not been Madison Square Garden since probably 1999. It's over two decades now. Enough, enough trying to say that a an arena, a venue, is going to draw superstar athletes. 
And the one thing uh, that clearly went on too long, which is why we're doing this episode, but some of you will listen, will be listening to this after it stopped. The Trump administration went on whatever four times 365 is 12. 1460, 1461 days too long because there was a leap here and there. When you think about Sean, Sp- <laughs> when you think about Sean Spicer coming nice. out, when you think about Sean Spicer coming out on inauguration day, four, you know, uh, three years and 362 days ago and yelling about the inauguration size, that feels like a decade ago. Yes. When you, when you see when you see Sean Spicer on television now, because he's on Newsmax, which for some reason the, the restaurant across the street from AFT carries, and you look up and say, oh, I can't believe he's still alive. Said, well, of course he's still alive. It was only four years ago, and he's like 46 years old. So, of course he's still alive. No, that's uh, the fact that Trump, Trump claimed after the inauguration it wasn't raining. During his inauguration, that was amazing. Even though everyone was just was still wet, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. miss that. Yeah, it's <laughs> record yeah, crowds, yeah, record turnout. Yeah. So it it all went on too long, and, uh, and but it's over, and we can now go back to hopefully just being mildly disappointed, as opposed to utterly horrified every day of our lives. And with that, we wish you a week of mild disappointment on the Bill Bradley <laughs> Collective. <laughs>